Hey, friends of the podcast, and welcome to episode six. Thomas Rafferty sitting back in the hot seat. Plenty of jibber jabber, lots of laughs. Uh, hit us up on the socials uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Advice for Blokes. On the podcast hotline, 0295418450. Leave us some love. If you or anybody else you know is experiencing significant amounts of dread in their life, going into that dark place, then uh, lifeline.org.au or 131114. That's 131114. Until next time, everybody, take it easy. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. So, I don't know, I just kind of rocked up here, eh? I was like, what's going on here? Who are these fucking dickheads? Hey, fucking, who are you? And I was like, hey man, I'm fucking Trent, 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 Trent. Yeah, fuck that, eh? And then I got smacked up. Bag, and they fucking do something. Man, the boys going, Max Dowie's in the gravel and shit near Lidcombe Stage. Thomas Rafferty, welcome back. How are you, Josh? It's been a little bit of a break from our last meeting. It's been a couple of weeks. How you been? Um, sick as a dog, actually. Um, Good. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I had new, well, have pneumonia. Um, I'm on the tail end of it anyway. Pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia. I was when I first wrote it to someone in a message, I actually started with an N and then U and M, and I'm like, there's nothing happening here. I'm waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for the auto. Pneumonia what? is not one of the N words. <clears throat> no, it is not. But that was a bit of a cunt. I was fucked. Really crook last week. I couldn't get out of bed most of the week and um, went to the docks and, yeah, pretty sure I had pneumonia, sent me for an x-ray and sure enough, but um, nearly better. So that's uh, fluid on the lungs, right? That's what yeah. they, what you called it? Called yeah, it I got a chest infection and then it just took a real aggressive turn. Um, even the pharmacist said she's seen, um, it's been one of the worst flu seasons and uh, as we know, there's been... I think I don't know how bad it is in sense of decades, but we've like hundreds of people have died from influenza this year. Not you though. Not me. You I'm, will never become a statistic. I'm a survivor. You are. You're I'm a flu a survivor. survivor. Uh, my son got uh, struck down with uh, influenza type, one of the types um, B. I'm yep. assuming, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was absolutely nailed for for weeks. Felt so sorry for the little bastard. Yeah, it's brutal for someone that little too. It's, yeah. you, know, you look after yourself a little bit when you're old and whinge and piss and moan, but um, yeah, that's pretty fucked. The flu. What was that? The Spanish flu? Was that the one? Spanish flu. I think that was the one that took out uh, 800,000 odd people or something. It's pretty crazy to think that long Making ago. Making up facts. Keep me busy. <laughs> got soda bulbs. <laughs> That's heaps. Why have you dug out? Oh, Trent from Punchy. He's making a comeback. How did Trent that happen? Trent from Punchy. I, look, is the, obviously it ended up being an actor. Um, yeah, I well, saw the Trent from Punchy 2 that was came out last year or early this year. And yeah, obviously it has a level of production that suits... Um, TV programming or a YouTube channel, um, which is pretty funny. But I think yeah. back in the day, I used to do a suitable impression of, of Trent. I had a few mates that would, a few beers in. You like, used to do a suitable one? Yeah. Oh, and basically, every time I got on the piss, it'd be like, go on, do your Trent from Punchy impression, and I would whip it out. But I think I've... How many beers are you anticipating having this evening? Um, 
One more than this, at least. One more? All right, we'll hit you up for uh, mm. your best Trent from Punchy impersonation. Yeah, fucking sick one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so many birds after me, eh? Oh. Um, but what's been happening in your world, mate, we, since I haven't seen you? Uh, you been well? Snapping necks and cashing checks. Yeah, been doing well. Standard. Uh, yeah, so since, since we caught up, the S- Sydney stabbing has happened. Yeah, I, you and Ben had a bit of a chat about that. Um, that was... You know, instant news headline, terror attack in Sydney. No, it's just some poor cunt with mental health problems that's um, unfortunately gone and killed some lady. I don't know that there's much difference between a terrorist attack and someone with mental health problems because I suspect that the people partaking in the terrorist attacks... Have got mental health problems. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. it's not really a thing you would do if you're, uh, you know, sane or mm. fully lucid. Um, but some of them you think would get a bit hopped up on their god and i think they might be kind of there is only one god logical people josh be thy name jesus <laughs> what's the go with that uh zombie self-fathering mexican god jesus i thought mean, uh, did nobody think of that so they say that jesus was most likely like this uh little hispanic looking dude five foot six i'm not sure i can get behind that shit i don't think i can get behind it no uh, he looks more like uh, we've got some audio here. No, can you just tell us what, what you see? What did you see? The cops, wait for the cops. Come on, give me your phone, mate. You stabbed the chick, mate. You're a fucking dead man inside, cunt. I want your phone. Now you go to civil water, cunt. You're dead. Can you take that off? No, can you just tell us what you see? What did you see? You just stabbed the chick, you dead brute. What happened? Get it out, mate. Jesus. You're fucking dead, cunt, when you get to silver water. Dead on the inside, mate. Jesus. I know people. He is Foxville. I'm enjoying the the sort of aftermath of that. It's, um, look, I'm disgusted that the situation happened, but yeah. murder happens and oh. we're not going to stop it all the time. But, I mean, this the, the whole, like, uh, circus that has ensued as a, as a result of that has been enjoyable from my side of it. Oh, it's... <laughs> I mean, far less, but far more entertaining than the aftermath of 9-11. That wasn't a fun time. Uh uh-uh. uh. That was uh that was tough. That was I well how old I've been. Two thousand and one that happened. I was in year six. I remember going to school and I pretty sure we watched the news all day is what we did. Yeah. And I worked I worked at the public trustee at that time and that's pretty much what we did as well. Yeah. yeah. It's um that was I will I'll never forget that you know, being twelve years old. Um, it's still a very vivid memory. That was brutal, but yeah. Do you remember where you were when uh, Princess Diana died? Uh, yes, I was at my mate Jack's house. Um, Did you know who Princess Diana was before that? Point? Yeah, because Mum's Scottish, so the royal uh, family yeah. to Mum is the royal. Family. She still cries. You mentioned Princess Diana in the house now. She's cleared the Kleenex out. She'll be bawling her eyes out. Is that because of her um, huge marijuana smoking addiction that she now has? Well, that's. Part of the reason why she runs at half capacity for the rest of her days now. She's an emotional wreck. She's a, she sees anything to do with marijuana come on the news and she gets the shakes. Oh, get it away. She greens out just by seeing the colour green. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, I fucked that one up. She's scarred for life from that. So how are we at for, uh, for terrorist activity in Australia so far? It seems like we're reasonably uh, minimal. We've got... Um, Lint. Sydney stabbing, Lint Cafe. That was a big one. I'll come back to Lint. Parramatta shooting. Um, so I've got a I've got a connection yeah. to the Parramatta. Yeah. So it was a 
Crazy gunmen. Of course, they're always crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of the Parramatta Police Station. Ah, right. Shot, and he uh, shot that one. Re- one cop. Yeah. yeah. Was he a cop or was he uh, something else within the police station? He was like IT or something. Look, the, I don't know uh, specifically what he did, but he definitely was working uh, for New South Wales yeah, Police. Yeah, he's walking out of the station. Anyway. So my uh, my dad actually sat on the um, on the jury for one of the guys who recently mm. got uh, well, obviously went to trial. So he obviously didn't tell you anything about it because not until afterwards. Afterwards, right. he's allowed to uh, divulge everything. Right, but he was very secret squirrel about the whole thing. Um, he's like, oh, I'm going to be in jury duty. And my dad's retired, so he's like, fucking awesome. I've got some money coming in now. <laughs> yeah. Whereas everyone else is like, fuck, I have to not work. So I'm get- I'm living on that 400 and something dollars a week you get. <laughs> and they said, uh, it's going to be a long case. Oh. So if you have to, make sure that uh, you let work know that it's going to be at least five or six weeks. Shit. I'm going to butcher the story, but I'm enjoying telling it anyway. That's right. So he... Uh, he used to say things like, uh, anyway, so jury duty's going well. Okay, and I'd try and suck some information out of him. <laughs> okay, Dad, so uh, how is the murder case going? <laughs> Radio silence on the other end. <laughs> Although the one thing that he did let slip was um, when I was watching some of the footage from the the uh, witness testimonials and stuff like that, that... Um, uh, some of the stuff was not in our language. Mm. That was it. Right. So it was not English. Yeah. Which means... Pretty fucking broad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't recall there being any uh, Japanese issues popping up recently. Or If he was in court for a Chinese tax evasion, that's not particularly interesting either. But are yeah, we, he ended up being there for, for that. Are we saying that my missus could be a translator? Ooh. I don't know. she speak Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. What have I, what have I missed? <laughs> Shit. So, uh, Link Cafe, that one. Um, so, Tory Johnson, who was the, the guy that was unfortunately killed by the terrorist, uh, that piece of shit, uh, actually was my best mate's brother in high school. Jesus. So I knew Tory quite well. Um, wow. Yeah. I remember, ja- ja- so Jamie's his brother. He was my best mate in high school. And uh, I remember when Tory turned 20. And Jamie came to school, I think, so I can't remember how old we were, 16, 17, something. And he said, dude, do you know how weird it is to ha- uh, have a brother that's 20? I mean, 20, fuck. I look back and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be 20 again. <laughs> like with my income and smarts about me, of course. Yeah, we know he's going back head to being 20 shoulders. and I was fucking retubbing that money. <laughs> you know when they say old head on young shoulders? Mm. You've heard that saying before. Yes. So could you imagine like my rough head on, on a 20-year-old body? I don't think... People would just be like, what happened? Bobblehead for a start, too. <laughs> Do you smoke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that was uh, that was a really weird situation when the whole Link Cafe thing went down because I was at, uh, at work with this uh, piece of shit company who ended up going under and ripping off a bunch of people. Mm. But the um, I had this, I couldn't explain it, this niggling feeling when the, whole, when the siege was happening. Hmm. I had this niggling feeling that somehow I was going to be connected to it. And I couldn't explain it. And then uh, one of my brothers sent me a text message and goes, dude, Tori, I think it was Matt actually, Yeah, sent me a text message and said, um, yeah, dude, Tori was the one that was killed. And then uh, like, yeah, I hadn't seen him in, it would be 15 years or something, mm-hmm. maybe longer. 
because he moved to Canada for a while, worked in hospitality and ended up moving back to Australia at some point. But uh, yeah, I, the second I got the text message, I was broke down in tears. Yeah, it's um, yeah. that'd be a very kind of strange experience. It was I can't, surreal. I can't really say I can relate to it in, you know, well, that's not entirely true, but um, not to that level either and not to that public level. It was chaos. You know, you know someone, you know, half removed maybe that passes away and, you know, like a car accident or something. Yeah. And that's sad and, sure, shit. But to have something so public and, you know, it goes around the world and it's made this yeah, huge deal true. out of it and everyone's talking about it and you're like, oh, I actually knew the person that was, you know, killed in that. That's, so um, where do you, uh, so that, 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 you know, that's a violent gun crime. So what have we got? We've got the Parramatta and the Link Cafe, which are both gun related. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the stabbing, of course, which is not gun related. Um, We've also got Melbourne. That was the oh, that's true. That was a stabby one. He was stabby. And then there was the car. Wasn't there a car in Melbourne too? There was also the car in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we've weaponized a car, knives twice, and guns twice. Yeah. You touched on weaponizing Aussies weaponizing things with, uh, with Ben. The milk crate takes the fucking cake. That's love the milk crate. That is um. And the memes, as you said, have been outstanding. So good. In crate, what was it? God is crate. In <laughs> uh, crate we trust. Yeah, it's um. There's fuck. There's been some funny stuff. With so, what are you? What are your thoughts? Where, where do you stand on um, the position of firearms in Australia? Um, I don't think I've ever thought about it much in Australia. Only due to uh, the fact that in my life we had a we had the Port Arthur massacre. Oh, that was massive. Um, was it 35 people were. Gunned down. Gunned down. Um, by Martin Bryan. I was there like two weeks before. Really? Yeah. Fuck, that would have been... That would have felt a bit spooky as well. Um, Definitely. So, and then we had a gum amnesty and we handed all the guns back in, banned. I don't... And this is where my understanding is not clear. It just feels like we banned all guns, but I know you can get a gun... With yeah. a gun license. So, I could get I could get a gun license. Because you have an anchorage? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even if I don't, I was uh, going to say, could I get a gun to go to a range? Uh, you could if you're like if you're an enrolled member of a uh, sports shooting club. Yep. But if you're not, um, if you if you get a letter say from me, mm. uh, which I've done in the in the past with a mate, which is he ended up being in a gun club, so it was all all legit yeah. anyway. But if I say that you come out and help me do vermin control on my property, yep. Then that's that's an acceptable um, reason for you to have a, a, a weapon. Yeah. So you apply for your permit, you apply for a license, and then you apply for a permit to buy a weapon. So every weapon that you buy, you have to do a new application to actually purchase as well. Mm. So in Australia, we don't have uh, we don't have semi-automatic. Yeah. Uh, but you can still get centerfire stuff. You can get uh, shotguns, no pump action shotguns. Yeah. They're banned. Um, and then people do modifications and stuff with like bump stocks and, and whatever. I'm, all that stuff sort of goes over my head a little bit. But my position on guns guns is that I grew up shooting guns on a farm. Yeah. Some of the farms we lived on sort of 400, 500 acres, 1,000 acres. And having a gun out there is literally a matter of life, life and death at, at times. Mm-hmm. So if there's a wild dog that's kind of toweling up your sheep or... Yeah, wild pigs. We didn't get too many out in Orange, yeah. but we also grew up with that respect of what a firearm is. And um, I mean, there's there's a horrific sort of firearm uh, murder suicide in my family, but there was still that 
still that respect for guns and understanding what they are. Never pointing a gun at anybody. Treat every gun as if it's loaded. Yeah, well, it's, it's oh, such a high risk that it's not like you can make. There's not much room for errors anyway. So I think it, if you're taught at a young age about them, I think at, at any age, if I was to now get a gun to shoot for sport, maybe to go hunting, you know, the lessons I would have to go through would teach me so much respect. It's only the fact that I'm 30 and have an understanding potentially that gives me the the fear to be extra careful. But that still doesn't stop idiot. You know, I'd forget and hold a gun in someone's face by accident. Yeah. It's like my uh, my second stepdad, Michael, he uh, he had a massive collection of guns when mum mm. first started dating him. He was living in Bathurst. He was a TAFE teacher. TAFE teacher with a massive selection of guns. And I'm talking like over 20 rifles and maybe 10 to 15 pistols as well. So that homie was preparing for war. That sounds... Yeah, it's always interesting when people have... But he was a, he was sports shooting, so he was a member of a club. He used to, and that was part of his social activity was to go out and do that sort of mm. stuff. Um, you know, as a single man, and he was kind of terminally single there for a, for yeah. a bit. Um, you got to do whatever you can to 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 sort of meet people. Yeah, so I understand that. I'm. Um, it's interesting. It kind of goes with my political journey. As well as growing up. What's your political journey been? Well, I think I went from being no political standing at the young age. And then as I got a little bit of political understanding, was instantly left and progressive extremely. And then uh, I'm now headed back in the other direction. And I'd be almost a little one foot over the line into conservative. (laughs) Okay. So we probably shouldn't like necessarily draw parallels between us and the US. But I get what you mean in terms of... uh, you're uh, more, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say capitalist, but capitalistic mm-hmm. um, type views, which is we need to bring benefit to society and society will reward you based yeah. on, uh, literally society's way of determining your worth to society yeah. is the amount of money that you get paid. Yes. That's our currency. Yes. And it is literally currency. It's the way it works. It's the way yeah. it has worked. And um, we'll continue to work for the foreseeable yeah, future. Yeah, exactly right. It's yeah. not going Unless anywhere. we start trading shells, <laughs> high fives and hugs. High fives and hugs. Go to Burning Man. Or um, you live in a commune and trade your vegetables to each other. And I, Look, I'm totally down for that shit. But I what's going to happen is someone is going to go, well, I know how to grow the best vegetables. I was, yeah, someone's going to make the best <laughs> vegetables and they're a premium. You can't just swap. We've got all the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> But I think based on that, if you relate it to my my position or my standing on firearms, and I think being a child of the Joe Rogan podcast, um, I... It's a long bow. Well, he's also um, pro-Second Amendment and he goes hunting and then I got a bit of an interest and I, I liked, you know, the progressive inside of me does believe, you know, I think factory-produced meat is pretty fucked up, oh, we fucked up. but yeah. there isn't a great solution that suits the large population and i'm happy to admit i'm fucking lazy and you're gonna you know, buy I'm steak not, and i'm gonna eat i'm cold. gonna buy steak there or at a butcher which i prefer to do and eat it i'm not gonna not eat it i'm i'm sorry i'm not becoming vegan it's just not a not an option for me and i'm <clears throat> well no you like chicks <coughs> my missus wouldn't have a bar of it anyway <laughs> but um it's kind of... and you wouldn't, then, be, you wouldn't be getting your bar anywhere near your missus if you yeah, stopped no. eating me. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting up. Mm. Um, 
I think so based on that kind of thought process and, you know, Joe talks about this on his podcast that that's where he went. Once he found out what was happening, he wanted to source his own meat. Easy for him. Millionaire has his lifestyle that he has. Let's not say easy for him. We'll like, not say easy, a, but A bow say, and arrow is not, not expensive. A, a firearm isn't unaffordable either. Exactly. So you say easy for him, but any of us Easier. could do it. Any we, are, we are what we regularly do. That's true. I'm all, sure all I need to do that. is literally get on Google, do some research, find out how to get a firearm, find out a club I could join, find out how to go and do this. And Don't I could be do a it. bitch. Just get a fucking hunting knife. You can buy one of those at Paddy's Markets. <laughs> go, out and, go out and hunt some wild turkey. Um, Actually, did you know the uh, the brush turkey yeah. was introduced to Australia as a source of food Fuck on off. one of the islands? Yeah. I always ask, what? Because they're in my backyard all the time. Yeah. Surely we could kill one of those and- Eat it. Eat it. That's what they were introduced for. I keep getting told they're going to be shit-eating. They're real gamey. Well, yeah, but, like, it's also a source of food. Oh, well, I'm not that desperate. Fuck You that. know, we've got a huge problem with um, feral deer in Australia. I really well. want deer. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm... People so, didn't know. I told... Because there was a notification from um, Parks... I know it was Parks and Wildlife, State Forestry, that in King Cover Mountain, there is... The deers are in the rut. And it's like, don't fucking go anywhere near them mm. because the males can kill you. People they are like, can. Oh, really? They're cute as Bambi. And it's like... You fucking silly cunts. It's the same with every animal. You just base it off what Disney says it is. Bears are cuddly. Grizzly bears will fucking rip you apart while you're alive. Look at poor Leo. He's still living with the scars of uh, that <laughs> terrible bear attack. I do like how, we'll find it funny, that people are like, fuck going to Australia. Everything wants to kill you. Um, no, fuck going to America. You can walk in any of our bush. It is highly unlikely anything is... There's nothing that can kill you. Most things that want to kill you here... Uh, most things that will kill you here won't hunt you down. And they're tiny. And they it's but only they, if you run into them. They won't hunt you yeah, down. exactly. It's only an accidental. A bear will fucking... A, a bear just goes, that's my human. 15 kilometers away. I'm running and, that And then just down. goes in that direction. Yeah. And then... Here, if you step on a brown snake, that, that guy's going to fuck you up. Mm -hmm. Right. Funnel web. They're not going to hunt you down. Do you know how hard they are to get those cunts to... Like, I only find them when I'm digging under rocks and fucking old tiles and bricks in the back of the house and you'll see a bit of web and then you get a stick and you're like, where is this cunt? And you're like, there he is. And you're like, well, okay, now I've got to deal with him. But it's like, he wasn't coming to get me in the woods. Like, I've been in the bush my whole life behind my house and nothing has ever given me any risk whatsoever. Well, a guy, a guy I went to school with got bitten by a funnel web. And the, the way that it happened to him was uh, a wet towel on the ground in the bathroom. Uh -huh. And he's gotten out of the shower, picked up his wet towel to dry himself, which you shouldn't be doing anyway. No. Uh, and there was a funnel web under it, bit him on the finger. <sighs> Hospital for a week. Uh, they use the same antivenin as uh, red bellies, if I understand. Red bellies. If I remember right? correctly. Yeah. Um, jacked him up with that and he was back at school in you know, six or seven days with his finger it's in a pretty splint. Un pretty uncommon to die from these days, I think, you know, by the... Yeah, well, red belly. No one's died from a red belly bite since 1920-something wow. in Australia. Red backs, are, I think, are a bit more dangerous almost than red... No. Than funnel webs in no, the no, sense... No, no, no. no way. I think that statistically maybe they've killed... I think only because they get kids because you they're can, all... Yeah, well, I mean, you can get bitten by a red back and literally do nothing and you won't die. Oh, that's... A, like, unless you've already got a compromised immune system. So, young people and old people. Yeah, okay. generally makes sense. Or me, because I get pneumonia. It's sort of, you would call it a bitch genes. <laughs> <laughs> you no, fucking right. bitch genes. Yeah. Got the infection with the dart when we were away on my birthday. How are you, Sooty? How did you get Mate, that? I'm fine. I'm like... How did you get... How, my hands... So can you 
just talk us through that story as to how you got that um, infection. <clears throat> I actually saw this on Blokes Advice today. <coughs> Who we're not affiliated with, with whatsoever. Do we represent? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had my decided to put my hand on the dartboard and put my, I guess the the gap between some of my fingers where the the bullseye is. Yeah. Well, it's highly Someone's unlikely. aiming for the space between your fingers for the bullseye. Yeah, your well, hands on the dartboard, and we're standing at normal dartboard playing distance. Maybe a bit further, just for fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, the first one goes in the back of my hand, and it glances off the bone and then turns up, so it's yes. not sticking out. It's kind of pointing backwards a bit. <clears throat> That's okay. I'm pretty drunk and I can't feel shit. Um, and then we do it again and it goes in my pinky joint and wedges in the tendon. Like in the knuckle. Yeah, right in the knuckle. And, and then- Like second knuckle? Yeah, right in the, yeah, main, okay. the main knuckle. And then we do it. I don't move. I pull it out, throw it back at them. They do it again. It, ex- it goes in the same hole. The same fucking hole on my finger. Raf doing second knuckle in the same hole. You haven't done that since high school. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we get back from, we're all extremely rubbish and dusty the next day. And our Sooty and I had the holes in our hands and we're fucking hurt. And we wondered why it hurt so much. It was kind of bizarre how this thing hurt so much. So you were sharing darts, obviously, at this point. Well, yeah, we've... Yeah. We had pub aids as, uh, yeah. I can't remember who coined that term at the time, but it was fucking true. Uh, Chris, Co- Chris kind of said that was fucking funny. Yeah. But anyway, next day, my I'm incapacitated. I'm blinding pain. Go to the doctors, can't move my hand. Yeah, you've got a serious infection. It could be a blood infection. Like, this is really serious. What did you do? Yeah, okay, you're an idiot. <laughs> I message Sooty. I'm fine, mate. I'm at work. He goes, it's those fucking pussy jeans, mate. <laughs> and and Sooty is a builder. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. So he's been getting rusty nails <laughs> and, in him for the last fucking 10 years. And, and so you as a keyboard warrior, you can't I possibly go to work. And, and Sooty is just like, whatever. Sooty was on my golf team and, and Sooty and I absolutely nailed the golf. Against and the guys that didn't play, play golf. <laughs> neither, uh, neither of us play particularly often at all. <clears throat> and we got to the end and I was like, Sooty, did we do well? And he's like, mate, I wouldn't fucking call this a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck that cunt. He's a legend. Yeah, no, the pussy jeans though. That is actually, I get a bit nervous that it might be a thing. (laughs) Well, you haven't, you don't sit down to piss, do you? No, definitely not. not. I mean, we all treat ourselves to sit down piss every now and then. Oh, if I'm real tired in the middle of the night, I'm not fucking standing. Don't want to turn the lights on. Nah, I keep my eyes closed, banging in the walls. Do not disturb that fucking, like, it it feels a bit like REM sleep, that walk. And then when you hit the bed, you're out like a fucking light. It's brilliant. Better than going back to bed and eating to piss, I suppose. Did you see what happened this week with um, old Ray Hads on the two GBs? Not Ray Hads. Do you mean Al Jones? No, wasn't it Ray Hadley? Oh, was it Alan Jones? It was Alan Jones. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was Alan Jones. He said that um, Jacinda Ardern should uh, stick a sock in it. Well, he should have said that, but he said shove a sock down her throat. No, he said, yeah, I think uh, something along the lines of um, Scott Morrison should be... Someone should be telling Scott Morrison to shove a sock down her throat. And then he doubled down and also said, slap around a bit or something. I don't know if he said that. Nah, he doubled down. It got Did worse. He? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I know. It, it's funny. It, so in my household, I live with a 70 and a 75 year old parent pair. Your mum and dad. Male, female pair bond. <laughs> <laughs> Those old Do they cunts. both identify as male and female? Um, or do oh, they, yeah. do oh, they yeah, both yeah. identify as both male and female? No, no, they definitely identify. You don't have transgender parents? 
No, that's not. What not, kind of fucking progressive house is this, Rat? Not progressive. My parents watch Alan Jones. What is it? Credlin, I think the show is with Peter Credlin and Alan Jones. Um, yeah, that's rough shit to watch all the time. Fucking hell, what an echo chamber of nonsense that can be. But um, look, some sense comes out of there, which anyone in my age bracket would be like fucking slamming their head into a bench right now for me saying that. But, you know, you've got to be real about these things and be honest. Um, but it was funny, I did catch yesterday because mum and dad watched the fucking show. Um, he's kind of, not a rebuttal, but obviously apologised. Um, and then he discussed it on the show yesterday. Look, it's pretty fucking rough what he said, especially in this day and age, but he doesn't care. Um, it's interesting. And then... Uh, like he's, he's minted. He literally could... The $4 be, million dollar man, they call him, but I think that's... He could a, be ousted from from the company at any point. He doesn't... It's funny. It's like, okay, cancel him. It, he literally doesn't care. And if you cancel him, another network will be like, fucking please come oh, yeah, here. Because absolutely. he's controversial. It's... Yeah, eyeballs... My parents can't stop watching him. I'm like, how can you watch this all the time? Because 90% of the shit he says is ludicrous and untrue. And then you've got 10% of shit that you can't argue with. It's still fucking entertaining though. But exactly right. So my parents can't avoid it. And it's a, it's a confirmation bias. My parents agree with him on almost everything. but Because they, they want to. It's uncomfortable for them. And, you know, we'll have debates and I'll challenge them in the house on things and it gets pretty ugly. So you're trying to convince your parents to become more progressive. Yeah, which is you're trying to convince them to become a bit more liberal little L instead of liberal big L. Yeah, well, I think it's be a little less. See, I'd say close-minded, and they blow a fuse at me for even suggesting that they're close-minded, where they think that I'm close-minded, and I'm like, well, look, it's it is a probably a bad personality trait that I have, <laughs> and I think it kind of goes with um what being close-minded. Yeah, but it's. It's almost like a delusion of being... I remember when I first decided I was like, I'm progressive. Like, there's left or nothing. Fucking right wing doesn't... Like, how can you be right wing? You should be How dead. could you possibly be right wing? And, and I was thinking of that and you become closed-minded to everything because it turns into, one, an echo chamber if you all you follow is that. And it's all confirmation well, it, bias. It, yeah, because it seems like it's actually the right way to live. Well, it, it is in a sense... Like, it legitimately does. If it, you it does. say, If you say... We've got this real fucking bad political bent where if you believe in saving the environment, you're a progressive hippie fuckwit, right? That's not the case at all. I think we should it save isn't. the environment. Of course we should save the like environment. Like George Carlin said, he said, um, uh, Earth's going to be fine. It's the humans that are going to be fucked. Like Earth is going to continue to but go. But that is, that is true. The Earth will yeah. kick us off and yep. then it will recover. But you can't even have... My dad... Has, he used to be the editor of um, uh, News Scientist, the magazine. After he worked at Foxtel? No, before, when he had a real job. <laughs> when he had an actual job that was... Not to say that Foxtel's not a real <laughs> No, not at all. Joking, it's totally not. No, door-to-door -door sales of Foxtel. He was the best in the state at it. Of course he was, because he was the only guy that had had a real job before that. <laughs> Did, have I told you I used to work at News Scientist? Really? No, not me. That's what that was his opening oh, I was line. Like, Fucking hell! I was like, "Where are we going? This is a can we go to a new rabbit hole here?" But so, dad's dad's always been into science, anti-religion. The second I breathed a word that I didn't believe it, he went, "Here's all the facts that I have. Here's all the reasons why it's dumb." I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Didn't even know dad agreed with me. And he's always taught me about science. Loved science. Environment got a bit funny 
And then we've had long debates and he'll agree on things, but there's some shit he just, he's got his mind a bit twisted on at 75 and then he's so anti-progressive now that he won't even buy into. So you've got Alan Jones saying that carbon isn't bad, global warming's a myth. Mum and dad sit there, dad, science guy, starting to soak it up. It's just, it's enough of it that he's slowly falling. And then I'll be like, you're watching this documentary. We're watching it because- all you watch is the same shit. Also, well, documentary. We shouldn't say do- necessarily documentary because you can watch two documentaries on the same topic but from opposing viewpoints. Oh, and you can watch, what, you can like watch what the hell then it's complete made-up cherry-picked nonsense and it's fucking garbage. People watch it, fall for a hook, line, and sinker and think that that's the way it is. But it's just about, as I said to mum and dad, you know, it's the same journey I went on of knowing nothing Let's watch some documentaries and learn some shit. You know, I watched What the Health. I watched, what was the one before it? I can't remember. It was fucking the first one about going vegan. I watched it and- Was it, there a documentary about going vegan? It was two of them. What the Health is about going vegan and the one before it. Was, did they just say, did they not just lean in and go get used to the taste of dick? <laughs> no? The guy that, presenting. That would be the easiest When you look back it. on it, it kind of comes across that way. It's fucking <laughs> brutal. Um you know, I've gone through all these, you know, you got to watch all these things to get a kind of different perspective where if you're just sitting watching Alan Jones, however many nights a week that comes on, that that's all they hear and see and they are fully brainwashed on it and everything he says to believe. Mum, 100% in. Dad, I can pull him aside and be like, but you know that global warming is real. You know that climate change is real. So, you know, be realistic for a minute. Yep. Um, I think the main thing that upsets Dad is that, which is still kind of wrong, but it's all up for debate, is how much of an effect our country has on it. Um, drives him insane. What, uh, so do you get to have these, do you get to have debates with your parents or do you just have arguments where you say, no, you're fucking wrong? Nah, we've had, oh, I think a few years ago I would have just said that, but I think... Um, it, is, so back in your uh, ultra-progressive, like, real hippie days but how do you feel about the uh, the whole straw situation at this point oh look I think single use plastics should be banned I don't like government involvement can in it, all right, so can I play devil's advocate there yeah, for go. a second I've got an, I've got my own devil's advocate to myself here you go <laughs> so single use plastics should be banned mm. so condoms yes <laughs> syringes hmm a uh, whole bunch of like medical yes, bands are bad. Well, uh, I was about to say, I was about to talk about this because anything silicon based. Yeah, Gossip Private Hospital. Did you see yesterday or the day before? They just did a thing about all the plastic, the surgical equipment, single use they've been mm. storing because they need to find a proper way to recycle it. And I'd seen a really just good- Just use it on the next patient. <laughs> yeah, can't you fucking wash it? <laughs> Jesus. Um, I've seen a really good case study. My grandmother by- would say, just put it under boiling water, it'd be fine. It would be fine. Boiling water fixes yeah. everything. So I saw a great case Not study. burns. Doesn't, doesn't fix that. No. What about isopropyl alcohol? Surely isopropyl, that kills it. Yeah. everything. Um, there was a really good case study about a hospital that they- The amount that they're putting into it, it was just insane. The numbers would make- They made your eyes water- and anyway, they worked out a solution to have all of their single-use plastic recycled as a hospital. And this kind of went, I definitely didn't go viral, but it should have gone viral. So I think I would retract my statement because isn't that such a funny statement? Single-use plastic should be banned. That is just me virtue signaling and echoing what is said in that realm. 
where it's just a really poorly thought. That's why we use plastic. Plastic. That, that's why plastic was invented, right? Mm. Is for the single use yeah. um, utilization, I guess. And it's sturdy single and use safe use. and sterile and all sterile these great things. And, and strong enough. Yes. Like you, you're not going to... You know, it's strong. That's the thing. Is that it doesn't have a huge amount of longevity to it in terms of being used, say, in an industrial application. But if you need something that's just going to become a sacrificial um, component of a system, yeah, let that thing break and then uh, move on. So it's cheap, easy to make. Make it out of um, dead dinosaurs. Sorry, I was just going through one of those burp hiccups situations there where you just get stuck in the light yeah. exhale <laughs> how do i get out of this uh, this is an infinite loop of pain the yeah so that that's why it exists yeah so straws to me paper straw like that that makes sense that it should be a single-use thing somebody's sticking their fucking disgusting mouth around a straw you see what kids do to them and some teenagers and some adults Chew on the fucking things. I'm all, if we end up in a plastic straw future, I'm sad that my grandkids will not know the pleasure of wrapping a straw around your two fingers and then getting someone to flick it and, and get bang. Flick the middle. I was a teenager when someone showed me that. I was fucking late to the game. I was like, "You kidding me? I missed out a decade of this shit." Because um, your parents are ultra progressive, obviously. <laughs> Is it what's funny? Well, about- you were just drinking straight from the cow's udder. Yes, straight yeah. out of the teat. Do you re- do you ever think? Like the guy that first milked a cow. Mm. Like, did he not? What was he doing? Well, we we put our mouths on. What was he doing? Well, he definitely like, didn't well, use his four fucking. Dinks. He did not use his fucking hands. That's for sure. Because you reckon he was straight in there with his mouth? Of course he was. I reckon he was like, well, I enjoy jerking my dick, and that cow over there has got four, four of, of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was more like the uh, McDonald's employee that had his head under the soft serve machine. That- <laughs> Close. <laughs> ah. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Right. But it's funny that point you did make about back to single-use plastics is, so you're familiar with Boyan Slat. He's the, that young guy who was the founder of the Ocean Cleanup yep. Project. He said that, and this is the people you need saying this shit, is well, you can't ban single-use plastics. Not as in you can't, it's impossible, like, let's become socialists, it's not going to happen. He means as in you can't because it's a fucking stupid idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. No, and he said it's too important, but he said what you need is a sustainable um, ecosystem of, you know, usage, recycle, back into it. It needs to be a closed circuit system. Because you know the boat that he's using to, um, like, mine the plastic from the ocean is... Mm made predominantly from plastic. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so that's made from new plastic too because it hasn't been to the ocean yet to yeah, get the get the plastic absolutely. that it needs to make itself out of. Yeah. So he's contributed to the problem to begin with and arguably his like net position is that he's probably going to be in front but he's also very capitalistic. So I don't think that he's like an ultra progressive leftist douchebag. Well, no, he's definitely not. Because he's selling that plastic. Well, he's making products. At a fucking massive margin. Yeah. Because he's doing the whole marketing exercise that if you buy this, you're helping the environment. Therefore, line my coffers more. I think it's also good to commoditize um, plastic anyway because... We already have though. Well, I know we have, but in the sense of 
making... We commoditized plastic a long time ago, and all he's no, doing is commoditizing that. secondhand plastic. Well, I think that's... I'm not going to start wringing out my condoms uh. if I ever start using them. Yeah. And I'm not going to start <laughs> wringing them out, hose them out with a gurney, and then like hang them up on the clothesline and then put them Boiling up for like... a bit of death up. <laughs> <laughs> put them up on the clothesline and then advertise them on Instagram Just as a bucket like full saving, of KY jelly. I don't know how much in. is a condom, like 65 cents or a dollar oh, or, knows. I don't know, three pennies. Depends what kind they are. Yeah. Pig, <laughs> pig's intestine. Uh, and then like, just put it up for $5. Like you're doing the environment a favour by buying the secondhand condom. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, it's got out of it. That's it what the condom was. Yeah, that's right. Bit of a stretch. <laughs> that was a big dick joke. Don't have a... Uh... Good size. Yeah, there we go. Good size, yeah. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Um, yeah, it's, it's at such a level, though, that we still don't even see, but occasionally you'll see a, you know, a beach or a river. Or, and it's always in poor nations where they don't have the infrastructure to handle. Full of condoms. Um, and they've just got rivers full of condoms. Um, <laughs> no, it's plastic fucking water bottles because those sweaty hot countries have them. But Look, it is brutal. I have seen that, the, the parts of Thailand and stuff like that. But how can we say that the plastic is polluting the ocean, right, at a, at a molecular level? when we also say that it takes 500 years for plastic to break down. Do you understand? Like for me Mm. processing that personally, I'm like, hold on a second. You guys are, I get that there's a bottle floating in the ocean. It's not great. Scoop it up with your plastic boat and Mm. then sell it on for fucking 15 bucks on, on eBay. But we're saying that this is unalterably or um, this is, uh, what's the word anyway? This is a, it's irreversible. We cannot, yeah, irreversibly changing the um, biology of the ocean. Yes. But we're also saying that it takes 500 years to break down. We haven't had plastic for 500 years. No, we haven't. So how are we doing that? I understand that there are micro, like pieces of microplastic and stuff that break down and whatever because it's bashing up against rocks and there's abrasives and those Well, the water makes a difference to The salt water makes a difference to They still say it takes 500 years to break down. Yeah, see, I'm not sure about that. Because I... So this is... That, like, that doesn't seem to be a consistent narrative. Well, that's always a problem. I'm not arguing one no, way or the other. No, no. But, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like when there's inconsistencies. It doesn't serve anyone well. If you're, grand, oh, if no. you're grandstanding and, you know... You know, saying something extreme for impact that isn't true, you're affecting the progression of the idea. Yeah, that's right. You're better off being honest going, eh, it takes 10. If plastic took 10 years to break down, it would still be bad. For sure. It'd yeah. still be concerning because if it's getting into your waterways or, you know, anywhere we can see it or animals or like, you know, that it's getting into your flora and fauna. That would still be concerning. You don't need to say 500 years. And we do understand that if you, like if a turtle does inhale a straw, that it's probably not a comfortable situation. Oh, I wouldn't want to. It'd be fucking, that video that caused that whole outrage, it, it's brutal how hard they're pulling to get that thing out of That's there. That's fucking disgusting. Bleeding. I agree with it. But at the same time, I've seen videos of uh, people in India getting up on top of trains and then being set on yeah. fire by the, the power lines. Yeah, oh, there's. We're, well, like we're not stopping, we're not stopping power lines being. We're there. not implementing rail safety in India. <laughs> I don't know that we're necessarily implementing much safety. It's in India. It's almost like that new modern, that modern attitude of that people suck. That kind of like, oh, people are shit. And it's like you're on team people. You are a person. Your okay. family and your friends are people. Settle down, Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh yeah, it's his favorite line. <laughs> on team people, bitch. Oh, it's kind of true though. We just need to be a little bit less shit. 
I think. Yeah. Well, a bit more mindful. I think all of us can be more mindful. Okay, so let's um, let's discover a bit more of your because th- that kind of surprised me, right? So I personally, I'd always because I was brought up in that like real what is it that 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 new world. So I'm an '83 baby. Yeah, where we started talking about saving the environment and stuff, which is fine. I'm totally on board with with that if we can. Let's stop the fucking media's hitting our planet. Like that would be the good way to save the environment, we, save the human species. Uh, um, Neil, deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, if, "Where did he say what, that on the Joe Rogan podcast?" No, <laughs> yes, on he his, did on his Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, he said it, it would take ten years. We're ten years behind on the, on any solution to. Yeah, he said literally, anything. if we if we found a, a media heading towards Earth that's going to destroy us, we could do nothing. Yeah, and that's. I would have some mad sex though. Well, I'd probably try being gay. <laughs> like if, I, if there was like thirty six hours to live, I reckon I'd be it'd be easier to convince a dude to fuck me, or to allow me to fuck him instead of some random chick. I think I would That's just... not true at all. I'm very good looking. <laughs> There's been some interesting stories actually that have unfolded in the last couple of weeks <laughs> since you've been away. Oh, I um, Wait, you, you. Well, I so I uh, um put up on uh on facebook so it's been six months or more mm-hmm. since uh since my ex left and i hadn't mentioned anything on facebook about it whatsoever yeah a couple of people actually uh oh yes so i uh first first post that i put up saying that uh look you know um splitting up yes um i just <clears throat> it, all i wrote was what's happening is there seems to be a bit of cross-pollinating of information or cross-pollination of information where somebody's saying, oh, well, I read on Josh's Facebook this and then uh, I'd say something to Chanel. She'd be like, oh, well, I know that's not true. And it's not that I was lying to her at all. Like my life now is my life. Yes. That's kind of, you choose to go out, you, you choose to leave and fucking break my heart and take, mm. rip my kids away from me. Then my life now is my life and, and, and what I make of it. Whereas I'd lived the last 10 to 20 years of just constantly being concerned about what it, would do to affect our relationship every single movement of every day. Yeah. So I put that up and I said, look, unfriend her if you're reading this or unfriend me. I don't really give a shit. I'm not asking you to pick sides. All I'm saying is I just don't want information crossing that sort of boundary. You don't need that grey nonsense too where it's kind of misinformation and people are kind of teetering on a fence. Yeah, and I've got like the world's best lawyer on the case now and – He's like, yeah, you you probably shouldn't even post that. I'm like, yeah, fair enough, no worries. I I, I understand that, but the fallout from um, putting that little bit of information up was more interesting than um, than I'd first envisaged that it probably would be. And so I, there's been a few people that have sort of crawled out of the woodwork, which has been we've reached out to you in a yeah, positive manner. Definitely, that's good of the female species too. Oh, in that in that positive manner, mm. ah, definitely. That's definitely a benefit. Uh, definitely a benefit. But anyway, so I um ended up in a quite a bizarre situation, and this is this is one of the stories that my mate Vinny uh, would normally put himself in. <laughs> so I made friends with um, a chick who she's in a gay relationship. Yep. So also with another chick. Makes sense, right? Yes. Yes. 
And that's what gay is. Yeah. And then, uh, so made friends with her on Facebook and she knows my ex. Mm-hmm. Her partner plays soccer with my ex. Mm-hmm. Right. No surprises. And then, so I've, I've, I've just become friends with her on Facebook. Now, I, I know her um, from the place that she works, see her reasonably regularly. Yeah. And I became friends with her just purely because she seems like a pretty cool chick. I have, like, uh, there are, I've got a lot of options out there. I'm not, not particularly interested in chasing down any particular tale at all. And then within the first four or five exchanges of messages on, on Facebook Messenger, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this chick's trying to fuck me. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm assuming she only likes the taco. She doesn't like the sausage. But it turns out, big fan of the sausage. So she needs the chorizo. She needs a, a chorizo. Yeah. It's more like a South African sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a It's a foot and a half long, just wrapped around on itself. Looks like a snail from the side. But So, she seems to be like really in need of a vitamin D injection and that's perfectly fine by me. Mm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to go there. I, I enjoy the conversation, but I, I don't need this fucking drama in my life. I've already got enough drama, right? So I don't need more of this drama hanging over my head. Mm. Like she's got a partner. I don't want this shit. Like unless they're up for a three-way, in which case, fuck yeah, I'm totally <laughs> down for that conversation. But that was made very clear that that wasn't going to be the case in the first few first few messages, and I didn't feel like I was dogging the boys because her partner is not a boy. Makes sense. Yes. Right. Crystal. Clear. Yeah. But I, again, I'm not even kind of I, I'm having the conversations and the bit of the flirty fun conversation, right? Mm. And there were no like dick pics or pussy pics or anything, but there was lots of this suggestion. And there's only any time the conversation would go down the path of. Like, uh, like hypothetically, I'm going to come over and I'm going to give you a head job. Mm-hmm. Anytime it went down that path, I would go, how good's the weather today? Or how long have you guys been together? Or any of that sort of shit, because I just wanted to fucking deflect it. <laughs> However, being a red-blooded male, there's only so long you can, you can continue yes. ignoring the, I want to give you a head job. So I engaged, I reckon... Friday, Saturday, I engaged a little bit, right? Just a touch. Not even like, not even, not even anything particularly suggestive. But what's, I think one of the messages I wrote on the Friday is if your partner reads this, like shit's going to hit the fucking fan. Yeah. And I don't want that in my life. Like that's, that's stressful. Yeah, that's drama. I'm not asking you to lie, but I'm just asking you to. And and all I'm thinking in my head is I'll keep this going for a little bit and it's entertaining and then eventually she'll get sick of the fact that I'm not fulfilling any of the exchanges that we're, yeah. we're having here. And it was very, very clear. Again, she was like very much after me. And uh, so <laughs> I say, you know, this is going to be fucked up if someone reads it. Saturday morning... Um, I say something to the effect of, uh, look, at least there haven't been any dick or pussy pics exchange at this point. Mm-hmm. And then That's she writes, <laughs> she writes back, not yet. And then I write, I bags not first, as in like, yeah, I am legitimately not going to fucking do it. But also, 
Go for I'm it. daring you to have at first. it. <laughs> have at Please it. Please don't send me a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's transgender after all. So the next message I get back is, how about you leave my fiancé alone, you piece of shit cunt? <laughs> oh my god you had that coming and i knew that was going to be the outcome that's I amazing knew it was Jeez, be you the fucking outcome. dodged some bullets there you could have i'm, I'm a just horny a younger man would have fucked up oh but i just i was not i was was not going to go there it was interesting funny conversation and like I, I just knew. Uh, having been in similar situations like that in the past, you can see how this thing is going to unfold. <laughs> <laughs> and so the very uh, all I did is I wrote back, sold, and then deleted. The, <laughs> oh my god! Deleted the message thread and then just blocked them all. Oh my god! And blocked them all on Instagram as well because I, I just don't fucking want that. No, you life. don't need that. It's just fucking annoying. Fucking hell, that's a doozy, that one. Yeah, and that's this is what that, that, when I told I called up Vinny and he was like, <laughs> "Dude, that's one of the things I'd fucking do." <laughs> Shit, my beer nearly came out. Uh, it was um, it was a fucking entertaining situation. But now I guarantee you. So what's going to happen with the ex is because the 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 partner of the chick I was chatting to was on the same. Soccer team yep. is my ex. Chitty chat, chat, chat. Yep. So it's going to be, oh, your fucking ex-husband. What a piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no shit. You fucking left me. Yeah, uh, what do you expect, But mate? also, now, I'm allowed to sling dick wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't dog the boys. No, you didn't Because she the has boys. a female partner. And it sounds like she was laying her on thick. Look, look, great chick. I do, like, she's fucking hilarious to talk to and, and, and really friendly and all that sort of stuff. But... Like, also, don't go fucking calling me a cunt. The first thing you need to do is turn around and have a conversation with your partner. The fact that she was reaching out, like, wanting to, to get herself some big... That's that the same old sausage. story, though, with, you know, if you go back to, like, the whole dogging the boys thing, you know, the the usual, the stereotypical reaction of cheating is... How, go, how dare you fuck my wife, right? Yeah, go bash the yeah. bloke. It's always, fight, I want to fight the guy. It's like... No, your missus is a cunt, bro. It's like um, the problem's there, not... Yes, the guy is, you know, complicit in the issue, but your real problem is at home. That's right. Not the other person. Um, And you hear, you know, it's. I haven't been... I've been so socially removed from that type of thing for so long. Um, And I think I was quite lucky that in my friend's circle that kind of thing didn't happen but you'd you know half removed stories through third down the line and it's like oh you know such and such and such and such all this shit happened and you know he trying to fight him and that's why that drama happened and well then you hear a story of no they, they didn't fight each other you just dropped through all these missus shit on the lawn or however it went yeah. vice versa <clears throat> but it's yeah it's the it's your spouse's problem or your partner's problem it's not the the other person that was complicit yeah, in the activity I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that that person hasn't necessarily encouraged that behaviour, but no, but you, you, the fact that they're out there even looking or engaging in in any form of um, extracurricular activity, so to speak, there's the issue. It doesn't matter how good the offer on the other side is. If you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship. Exactly. I mean that that's that is also a reasonably um, humanistic sort of trait there with the fact that we expect that you're going to. And I mean that's kind of steeped in religion and tradition, right? 
Monogamy. Is, yeah, monogamy. That's an interesting one. I'm okay with it, but uh, I mean, just yeah. if you look at it from a survival well, of the species type biological, deal. Biological, it was supposed to be kind of against what we were. Mm. But I think over such a long period of time and, you know, there's we've seen evolution of characteristics of us as humans in decades, never mind hundreds or thousands of years. I think as long as, you know, in the last, how long, few thousand years that monogamy has been the thing, especially... Well, that's what you're aspiring to. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's... It is different in different cultures. You know, in the Arab cultures, um, and I don't know other examples, maybe there's other examples, but I only know Arab cultures through... You know, I have a bit of experience of what they do. Um, Why is that? Well, because Noah's Egyptian. So, um, you know, even we're currently watching an Egyptian TV series, which is actually a really fucking good TV series. It's in, I have to read subtitles. It's in Arabic. The Mummy? No, definitely not The Mummy. It was Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, and there's, you know, there's a storyline in the story of a guy who's married. He's now got a second wife. And it's mm-hmm. normal. And Noah, I'm like shocked. And Noah's explaining that that's normal. It's like yeah. quite normal. And that's not part of our culture. Um, it's quite shocking. Well, a Pakistani bloke I used to work with, um, Javed, he said, it's not about just going out and getting as many wives as you possibly can. No. You're allowed to have as many wives as you can support. Yeah. So there is still that idea that you, like there is the... I guess the undertone that you need to be providing for these people. Yeah. That's that's my understanding of well, it. Well, in, in the show, he's a wealthy, high-class um, high lawyer and money's not an issue, obviously. In Egypt. In Egypt, yes. Okay. So it's an Egyptian TV show. And yeah, um, yeah so he, he actually marries his wife's best friend, I think it is. Anyway, heaps of drama, lots of fun. No three ways, though. No, not yet anyway. Um, it's quite conservative. as part of their culture anyway, especially considering that they're um, Islam, Islamic. Um, but it's so... So that's part of their culture, not part of our culture. And, and it's, it's funny when you think about it. Like, if I think intrinsically, it's... I would not be comfortable with... If my part, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. I'm, I'm happy with the monogamy of having one partner. It's yeah, look, so what we're going to do is we're going to try and draw parallels between the sexes, right? And, and they're not, we're not equal, men and women. We're not, equal. we're different. If you look in the animal world, which is every other species except for humans, yeah, there is still this um, thing where the males will compete the strongest males will survive and then those strongest males will go out and they'll fuck a bunch of seed chicks. as much as they can. Yep. And that kind of ensures the survival of the species. Because if there's nothing but beta males mm. like f- shagging chicks out in the animal world, then that species is not long for this world. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I no. have an understanding. We, we know you will, so I didn't even need to say that. Um, <laughs> I'll correct you even if you're right. <laughs> fuck off, <Ken. laughs> Um I had a belief or an understanding or had heard somewhere that the Romans had were collecting the biggest and strongest lines they could for the I believe they fought the gladiators or the slaves or whatever they were at the time that they removed so many of the alphas 
that it changed the the kind of biological seed of lions that we are now left with a smaller breed of lion. That the lions then mm. were more like a horse size. And now we have, and mind you, I think people forget how big those things are now. Oh, you, you say yeah. they used to be horse size. And you're like, oh my God, horse size. You're like, but do you understand that they're actually not that far from horse size now? Like yeah. they are huge. They are. But yeah. apparently they used to be quite a bit bigger. And because we kept taking oh, all wow. the alphas, we're left with beaters breeding. And when we had, it, we bred them down basically into a smaller sized animal. Yes, I don't know. We, we've definitely had some fucking like problematic impacts in terms. But look of at the human race: seven billion of us, and like you've got the Yoel Romeros and Paulo Costas. Yeah. So, and then my, you've got my me. theory is, <laughs> yeah, my theory is that the, the human species we should have been more selective. <laughs> <laughs> Fight to the death, and we're fuck. just out there. We're out there just leading, letting anyone breathe. Yeah, any old joke and yeah. pump out some babies. So now we've got these, uh, you know, limp-wristed fucking soy boys out there that are constantly complaining about the feelings. I'm not suggesting that we don't need to talk about feelings. Like that is that is definitely one of our shortcomings as males in today's society, Absolutely. particularly in Australia. But. The the constant narrative of I'm a victim, I'm oppressed, and then once you say I'm oppressed, then you're looking for an oppressor. Like that's quite simply the way it works. You go, I, okay, well, I feel like I'm oppressed. Who can I blame for me being yeah, there oppressed? There has to be. The language you're using requires it. Yeah, precisely. You, like if, if you're oppressed, then there must be an oppressor. So then we look around and we go, okay, well, who's the oppressor? Or abuse, Society. all these things. There's Abused. lots of... Whereas you look at someone like, uh, what's his name, Jocko? Yeah. Wilnick? Yep, I know who you're talking about. Right, and he talks about... Um, David Goggins would be similar. Extreme ownership, I yes. think is what he says. Which is, you're fucking responsible. Like, let's let's take it to the extreme and say you were abused as a child. Mm. Not sexually, just say you, you were mentally, mentally or physically abused as a child. Take ownership of that. Yeah. Because the second you do... It's your problem. You have now taken... You've taken responsibility, you have taken ownership, you've taken charge of your next step. So yeah. you go, okay, cool, that happened to me, I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to move on. Yeah. But if you're constantly sitting this fucking spiral of, oh, the, I'm fucking shit at my job because of this and I can't do this because of X, all you're doing is you're throwing away control of your life to other yeah. people constantly. Yeah. Constantly fucking doing that. And... and that is a massive problem where it, it's this fucking victim Olympics. Yeah. Everybody's going to tell you the reason as to why they can't succeed or or they can't function as a normal human being because someone once looked at me weird or like... Or uh, someone, me or did yeah, something. Yeah, someone, someone brushed against my breast when I was 14. Yeah. yeah okay. Does that mean you give Good up job, on life? Jono. Does it mean... But it's that almost, seems to be what it, it is. It seems to be the reaction that people want and it's it's almost a bit of that... I'm like, oh, no, it's not entirely. It's it's almost a bit like the cancel culture, but well, it's, it's, it's it's this the, eternal I need, victimization. I need and to I need, feel special. And I need to feel special. But maybe feel special, but it's like I need to blame something and for why I'm And shit. then always hold on to that forever. Absolutely. And rather than- But also build yes, on Yes, that happened. I acknowledge that. That is my problem. Take ownership, but move on. Yeah. Because- do, or, or use that you as your, your best, fuel to You're almost forward. saying the best thing that happened to your life was that, uh, that abuse. Or the most uh, impactful. Yeah, the most impactful thing that happened in my life was yeah. this bad thing that what happened. What someone else did. Like the most impactful thing in my life is something that somebody else did. You're not did giving yourself enough credit. Exactly. You know, it's... Yeah. And it's... 
that I know that that tone, that mindset, the conversation or that way of discussing it is, you know, vehemently rejected by so many people who it, it embrace your victim. It infuriates them to think, I think embrace your victim is okay. But I think if you, in the sense of take ownership of, yeah, I was this, this thing happened to me. And I wouldn't say embrace the victim, right? And it, it, well, for me, playing the, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the thing with me is recently I've been like, I've just been almost bipolar in terms of my, um, my sort of mood swings. Well, I wouldn't say bipolar, but that, you know, it, it's like, if I'm, if I'm not feeling dread, I'm quite happy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm anxious and I've got these little kind of mini panic attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But instead of letting myself get bogged down in the fact that I'm, feeling these panic attacks what i'm doing is i'm allowing myself to feel them and just go okay cool so this is this is the way i'm feeling now but what i need to do and i've written them up on the on the whiteboard there's like five things that i read on one of the ba pages which was um five things you can do read exercise cook um spend time with friends listen to uplifting music yep one of those five things. Yeah. So if I'm finding myself in that particular position, I'm not going to beat myself up and become a victim of myself. I just go, okay, this is the way you're feeling now and this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. So I'll read something or listen to some uplifting music or, you know, whatever it is. It's not particularly easy to spend time with friends because everyone's fucking busy. But that, like, that's the thing where I go, okay, this is how I'm feeling now and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to run it out or write it out and knowing that in a day or two, whatever, I go and do some exercise this afternoon. I'm going to feel fucking amazing yeah. tomorrow. Delayed onset muscle soreness. I'm probably going to feel like shit the next day. <laughs> but what's a bit of doms between friends? That's all worth friends. it though. The yeah, endorphins exactly. from the exercise, it all pays off. Mm. So but allowing yourself to kind of feel the way that you currently are. Give yourself that leeway of, okay, well, this is me now. This doesn't define me though. Yeah, I think uh, I think too the journey of it is. I think you and I talking about it is, you know, we may be quite lucky in the sense that we have the wherewithal to to have that understanding of maybe how you should deal with it. You know, I think I have learned that through my own journey through you know whether it be just growing up or you know with the help of some counselling. But I think maybe a lot of people don't even understand that. There is another way that they should be dealing with it, other than I'm going to scream victim and patriarchy. Well, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. Point, point to the patriarchy because they just want to keep blaming blame baby boomers for everything. I've never ever thought to blame baby boomers for any of my situation ever. It has never crossed my mind to blame my parents or their generation for anything. Well, baby it, boomers had the most children. So maybe we could blame them for the population. Maybe, increase. but like if I look at if I look at any of the things that they get blamed for, I then ref- blame them. Like then for, look at myself. Blame them for establishing, helping to improve things like um, equality for women. Well, they they put in that things, so many things in place that we should be thankful for. But I'd never even think. To if I think I can't buy a house or can't afford a house, you're not going to blame somebody. I else. didn't get educated enough, or I didn't push myself hard enough for, to get a better job. Yeah, and that is a hundred percent. I can reflect on my career and go, I was a lazy, arrogant little shit at some points, and, and I now probably you're missed just opportunities. A more active, and arrogant little shit. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've only got myself to blame in many senses. That there's nothing to do with my parents. Mm. 
I can afford a house if I pull my finger out and be realistic about what I want to achieve. If you don't want to save $100,000 for a deposit, although that's insane, well, you don't really want to own a house. Hmm. You still want to go out and drink with your mates and do lines of coke. Stop doing those things and start saving money because I know or, people I or, know people that have saved money on regular wages. Or if you want to do those things, place yourself in a position where you, you're going to earn more yeah. money so that it's over and above what your uh, your drug and alcohol habit happens to be. I had to learn that. I had it was where I talked about it, you know, on the other episode was I would not that I'd ever cry poor. I would a bit but only probably to myself or maybe really like maybe my partner or maybe my parents that oh, things are hard and tough or no, I can't afford to do that. Like maybe travel or something. It's only my fault because I was making other choices because I was too selfish and I, you know, I wanted the now satisfaction of mm. go out and so drink, no, go out no and party. No delayed gratification. I think that was, you said Robert Kiyosaki, you read his first book. Right? Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. As well, but Delayed gratification. I read the second one, yeah. yeah was, delayed um, gratification is one of the things that he talks people about. People can't be patient. And it's so funny in the last, you know, maybe six months, um, I really wound back on everything and started to save money for the first time in my life. Some people that will resonate with who don't save money and are like, that must be great. And others will be like, I d- you're an idiot. I'm, I'm really always not, save I'm money. I'm no good at spending, at saving money. But I've never, very good I've never saved it. more than $1,000 ever. It was just never happened. And then I was able to save quite a bit more and the feeling, and then all of a sudden I got this notion of, like I had to pay for my car to be repaired. It was 805 bucks um, and they didn't even fix it. And it was, I was like really reluctant to let go of the money. And I can tell you now in the state I was in when I was going out and just blowing money, I would have been devo to waste that money on the car, but I actually wouldn't have cared as much. I would have just like, ah, bugger it. But now I was like, oh, and then the next week being really like, oh man, I need to really, okay, this is affecting my plan. I've actually got something I'm trying to get to. This is affecting it. What have I got on? Okay, maybe I won't do that. Let's cancel this. You know, these things aren't going to fit in. And, you know, it really made a, it's, I'm not blaming anyone else. No. Looking at myself, like, I feel like it's that culture of, and I'm being very stereotypical of, you know, I want to go to good fancy bars and I want to go to Splendor, very expensive music festivals and I want to do all these things that are really expensive. I want to travel overseas I can't afford to buy a house. It's mum and dad's fault. That doesn't work. Can't be your mum and dad's fault. Get that up, you fucking dog cunt. Because uh, you bought your mum and dad's house. No, well, exactly right. We, we helped each other out in that case. And if it wasn't for mum and dad, I wouldn't own a house. And if it wasn't for me, mum and dad wouldn't own the house wouldn't that they have. have somewhere to live. Yeah, so it was a good deal. And look, everyone's not that privy to a deal like that. But at the same token whether that happened or not, or it all ended today, it's not baby boomers' fault. The housing prices are the way they are that would stop Noah and I from buying a house. It's Noah and I don't have the savings or the income. The equity position. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? My parents had to move from the Central Coast from Sydney because they couldn't afford to buy in Sydney. Yeah. Well, it's 30 years later. I need to not... I need to move further north and out west to get the housing prices that suit my salary and my savings if I didn't own a house currently. And people are, is a complete refusal to accept that. It's, I want to live in Sydney, in a West, and mm. pay the price you did 30 years ago. Yeah. Get real. 
That's so right. It's, yeah. it's absolutely ludicrous. Cool. So delete Facebook then because that wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, look, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. So many people that, you know, I think there was an article today about, you know, people think it's most difficult to live now than it was then. And it's like... More, you're saying more difficult to live now, now. than it was... And well, let's say 30, 30, years, 30 ago. years ago as an adult. Who the fuck was writing that? Obviously some millennial fuckwit. I uh, have three guesses and I think you'll get on the first one. Which which uh, which media platform? BuzzFeed. Oh, no, another no, no, Close. Um, Vice? Yes, Vice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so there's... Okay. I can understand why people would say that because... There's a bit of reality to it, but if you stop for a second and pause and go, there's a bit of reality. How step so off though? of social media. Well, it's yeah. in the sense of if you're entrapped in social media and it's the machine of how it works, and you can't get off it and you're addicted to it, then yes, I can understand you saying that life is extremely difficult because it is so toxic. But if you can go, it's, it's bullshit. Step away from it. Yeah. It's not. We live. It's so much easier to be alive today than it was 30 years ago. It's again. Your fault, your problem. You deal with it. It's your addiction. It's like being an ice junkie and blaming it on everyone else. It's like, no, you're doing the ice, mate. That's right. Yeah, I mean, drug addiction arguably is a bit of a social problem. Not so yeah, and there's a, more. Not and so look, there's more to problem. it. It's, it's more in depth, and it's not that black and white. Yeah. But and it, but the same thing. It is more. It's not black and white. It is more in depth and just. It's harder to live now than it was then. And me saying, no, it's the opposite. It is more complex than that. But the reality is, is it. It isn't actually harder to live. It's your choices. This is the easiest time to live in the entire ever. world ever. And probably in the next 10, could 20, you, 30 years, it gets easier. Could you imagine fucking 1920, 1930s, like people saying, you know what? In 70 years' time, there's going to be just heaps of fat people walking around. Our biggest health problem is going to be that we're too fat. <laughs> Righto, dickhead. Good on you. Yeah. Like the problems of, or diseases of abundance is everything we have. Oh, it's fucking too craziness. much consumption of everything. 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 Like everything. Food, alcohol, content. Cheaper if you buy three. <laughs> <laughs> buy one, get one free. Bog off. It's the bog off sale. Oh, you did that so well. <laughs> no, they're not Tell a sponsor. Tell them the price, yes. son. <laughs> Won't somebody tell him the price? <laughs> Oh my god! We do. We we have this uh, this huge issue with uh, consumerism and and consumption, um, not to be confused with consumption. Mm. Yes, which was an illness that um, pirates got. Oh, what consumption was actually the name of an illness? Yeah, and I'm gonna um, try and. Uh... Oh, it was uh, tuberculosis. Oh, oh, consumption was tuberculosis. I only know that because I watched Fool's Gold. Great movie. Matthew McConaughey and um, Goldie Horn's daughter. Is that on Netflix? Probably, yeah. Because when I was sick with my pneumonia that I would have died from 50 years ago, um, you know, I was like, what can I watch that's fucking old and obscure? And I was, I I decided to watch The Matrix again. And then I got. (gasps) Yeah, I saw that's on there. And the fourth one has been announced. I heard that. They're doing a fourth one. How are you looking for time? Do you need a bail sometime soon? I've got. Another half a bit. Of, how long Another half I got to... Oh, we can just keep going. Oh, dinner's ready. I just literally, literally got a message. As you've said that, Aunt dinner's Your mum sent that? Mum. Mum's the word. <laughs> Cheers, Raf. Cheers, mate. Mm. <sighs> so, uh, does anybody shit post 
as well as Aussies on the intertubes. I've not seen anybody shitpost as well as Aussies, honestly. No, I don't think so. I have so we've got some stuff like uh, Brown Cardigan. Some of the shit posting those guys do is fucking amazing. It's next level. It's very um like I think the Americans do. Oh, I've got like send it or get sendy or um. They've couple, also got like World Star. They've got a couple of meme pages. Yeah, but they're not. They don't have that same cultural. Maybe it is their culture actually, but yeah. Fucking brown card again, honestly. The gold that they've been coming out with. Oh, they've but they'll it. get something of someone and turn it into something more purely based on their caption and their hashtags. <laughs> yeah, it becomes lolsworthy. Yeah, it, it can be a pretty rudimentary ha ha video. Yeah. And but then, then you've got stuff like. Oh, look at that. Good choice. Not bad. That's going to stand the test of time. <laughs> I still don't know that dude's not famous. It doesn't make any... Where was his TV deal or his YouTube? Who didn't grab him and go, mate, we're doing a... Can you do me a favour seeing you're uh, running the socials? Mm-hmm. Say that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, you do say that tongue-in-cheek because <laughs> I've done shit. <laughs> I dropped that ball after the first but, podcast. But do you reckon... Do you reckon you could try and actually reach out to that guy? Somehow, like, do you do you Google deep dive? I, well, I've been on his profile before. Um, so, if you, see if you can reach out to him. Fuck, that'd be good. You've got, you've got the voice. We've got a bit of girth behind us now. Yeah. Um, unlike your missus. <laughs> that was uh, not saying she's fat. That was saying you have a small dick. Sorry. Mate, Sorry, I'm the, the big dick energy. What are you talking about? <laughs> big dick energy. Noah, call in. Tell him I'm, tell him I'm not telling the truth. This isn't live. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you reckon you could see if you could reach out to this guy? Mm-hmm. And even if we have to do a Skype dial-in or something, we have the technology. Challenge accepted. Um, see if we can I get him in. Ask him, and we'll figure out how his life's changed. What was his name? I don't remember his name, but his handle was in the um, post. I don't, I don't think it was... I don't know if it was the guy that was talking or the guy that caught the three-meter... F- <laughs> he caught the um, the caught the fish. Um, but look... Good choice. I think we... Uh, look, yeah, like we go down to Lakembo and we do a podcast <laughs> in his garage. <laughs> Well, I did. I did buy some portable mics, which is when I took down to, uh, portable mic stands, which is uh, what he I took down to. Re- he had a pretty fancy motorbike. He has a fancy motorbike, like V rods with like twenty four inch gold rims and shit. Oh, fuck, so he's a bikey. Yeah. Oh uh, well, whatever. That I'm could be to, a good podcast. <laughs> I'm one of those guys, six foot four, and people uh, walk in and people are like, uh, "Don't worry, he's gay." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and people will go, oh, he used to be a boxer. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too scared. Yeah. No, 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 that was bad. No, they wouldn't be able to recognize you with that, with a beard. Mm. Yeah, that is a, um, that's a sight for sore eyes. So what's, uh, so we've got the, the whole situation with George Pell that's just happened as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's hot news straight off the press, basically, um, is that he's going back to prison for six years. Um, he wants to appeal it in the high court. Not long enough. If you ask me, it is not long enough. No, um, yeah, Jesus, isn't no. That's the problem. He did it in the name of Jesus. Oh, fuck him too. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in there as well. He's still around, isn't he? Jesus. <laughs> Some poor Mexicans. There. Oh no, not me. <laughs> oh, his mother's Consuela. Hey man, look, I'm just going to say to you. <laughs> You should not be giving the hand jobs to the little boys. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Religious with um, Sorry, no, uh, what is it? Relig- Religious with Bill Maher. Religious. Religious. 
No. It's obviously a play on the words of religion and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically goes on a bit of a world tour, specifically America, but he does go to other countries, um, basically questioning. He's basically, he says, I'm preaching, I don't know, is the real answer. Because his answer is no one really knows what the answer is. So why do you have so much certainty and why do you believe what you believe so strongly? And he, you know, goes to outliers in many cases, but he interviews this guy who's the second coming, the second coming of Jesus. Right. And he said, isn't it just a coincidence that your name is Jesus? No, 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 no. I'm the second coming of Jesus. And then he does this like a description of how he, how it came about is, you know, you know, the angels, the archangels, and they met my uncles and they slept together and he minces words and, it, and they've got like a, a screen on the side showing like their, what they actually think he's saying. And you've got two, right. two guys at the, the Mardi Gras with angel wings holding hands and then you've got, that's how he came about. My name is Jesus, the yeah. my name is Jesus. He's just like that. It's so funny. Mm, boy, you were looking on fire. He speaks just like that and he's supposed to be straight. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But, okay, so Bill Maher, this is another one of those situations where a US person or a US personality has taken an Australian idea. That's mm-hmm. happened a few times. So, the in particular right now, so religious that you're talking about, <coughs> John Safran. He did John Safran versus God. And John Safran fucking hates Rove McManus I can't remember exactly what the story was it was like he was a writer for Rove or he and Rove were partners or something yeah. along those lines Um. so oh that's what it was he dropped so he hates um, Rove for uh, dropping his scheduled appearance that was on Rove Live mm-hmm. say hi to your mum for me <laughs> Um. but he went and did all these like next level religious things where he, he went to all the, you know, he went and did the, uh, what's big in New Orleans? Oh. Voodoo. Oh, that's the one. I was not even, it no. wasn't even in my list. <laughs> so John Safran goes to all these places, does the, uh, like the voodoo and all these kinds of things. And there's a part where I think he has to eat a raw goat's testicle. Whew. It's like he goes to proper like dark, Depths. He didn't have producers sitting over the top of this saying, no, 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 our talent will not be doing that. You can guarantee that Bill Maher's like, okay, before I go in, I'm going to have a contract that says that, uh, and I'm going to have 15 security guards around me so that nothing... Oh, he walks out in one of the interviews. He's like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Whereas John Safran is literally sitting there and he's this, he's this m- meager little, you know, white dude, no doubt bullied at school and for the rest of his life. But... You know, he, he, and he's typical ABC guy too, right? So he's a bit of a beta male, but he does, he goes fucking balls deep, so to speak. <laughs> when we're talking about eating goat's testicles uh, on, on this religious stuff. It's fantastic. John Saffron versus God. I do recommend I'd love to watch that. That'd be yeah, really interesting. Very, very good. I also, honestly, I also recommend Religious. Um, I've been a bit of a, almost like a preacher for it. Um, funnily it's enough, ironic. it's very mm. ironic. Um, I've, there's only a couple of people I've ever been able to get to sit down and watch it. And recently I put it on for a friend who basically getting him to watch anything is like pulling a newborn baby's fingers off. It's torture. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And, um, you went dark there. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, getting Chris Connor to watch anything you want to watch 
<laughs> Especially movie length is like, <laughs> I'm, going to to go and, fire to I'm going to go and drink some petrol right now while you watch that on your own. <laughs> and uh, I put it on and yeah, had him engaged from the first, first second it was this on. This is religious. Yeah. And, okay. and which platform is this on? Um, we had to get a Google Play is the only thing you can get it on. Google Play. So, yeah, it's a buy through YouTube basically for like five bucks. Okay. Um, and we were. Do you in, have a YouTube subscription, one of the paid ones? Not a paid subscription, but I have an account because I've had smart TVs where Google Play was built in. Um, and then now I'm an Android user. Congratulations, uh, mate. Welcome. Yeah. Can we have a funeral? How's it going? Um, it's fucked. You said it'd be fucked. It's fucked. I said it'd be fucked for a week or two. The photos are shit too. We went to a wedding and we were trying to take photos, and it's got the swankiest camera on the planet. Yeah, and, and look, if you have a look at this, if you have a look at this piece of uh, is that a cot industry industrial chic behind me? See all those nails that are driven in. Mm-hmm. Some of them are crooked. That's the hammer's fault. <laughs> there we go. That's uh, your tradesman fucking- <laughs> blaming his tools, eh? Well, you were just saying, oh, the camera's shit. You just got an S10. Yeah, it's one of the best cameras on any phone Can't on make the it work. planet. I'm retarded. It's got the pro mode. Don't know how any of it works. You Don't might, use the pro mode then. I might use as well the, bought a DLSR. Use the I have eight thumbs mode. Oh, mate, it still didn't help. We were there mucking around with it for so long. It was rubbish. I actually am not that disappointed. There's some elements that have drove me nuts, but it's only, I think, the what you were probably alluding to was, do you understand the undertaking you're about to do is mm. you need to change logins, access. Yeah. Just a, an array of things. And yeah. to be honest, it hasn't been that bad at all. It's been good. And I'm not, fuck, mate, I don't have Snapchat. I, oh, that doesn't matter. It's cross-platform anyway, I, so. I browse Facebook and Instagram, you know, intermittently, usually to fill time. But I'm not like a super user on phones. I'm, I don't have apps. I don't play games on my phone. You know, I access my banking. Probably the most crucial thing is banking. Maybe the web browser every now and then. But other than that, that's yeah. it. And all your contacts, did they come across it? All of them. So it comes with a cable that plugs into your iPhone and it says... Are you serious? Yeah. For serious? And it says you're transferring data from... And it moved all my... I didn't... I backed up to iCloud from my imagery. They're actually... They're targeting people coming off iPhones. Yeah, the Pixel did it as well. Noah, when she got her... It draws every image, everything. When you turn it on, you got your same screensaver, your fucking iPhone. Are you fucking serious? I'm not fucking around, dude. Oh, man. It is... Well done, Sam. A very good job. And also... And Google did it as well. And all my contacts are in there. All contacts. My messages came across. My current chats that I had with people. Fuck like me, man. Next level. And all my apps. You have all your apps as all well. My like apps. all the fuck man. So you have iTunes, what's it called? App Store. It's no Google longer. Play. And then you got Google Play. Yeah. No, no. All my apps bang downloaded on my phone. I'm like Fucking hell man. What there's gonna be some that aren't available de- on both. That platforms. is obviously just development. That is just some serious code written to. That's just genius. So that that's the that's the bridge between um, software and giving a fuck what the user experience is like. That's the that's the touch point. Like programmers are like, yeah, it fucking works as long as you hit Control F seven Shift I, and then at the same time you hit Enter seven mm. and the carrot symbol. What's the carrot symbol? <laughs> he doesn't know what the carrot symbol is. <laughs> Like that's the, that the that, that's what's it. happened is that you've got this amazing bridge now between good code, like because as a programmer we can make anything possible, but mm. 
that most programmers don't give a shit. But now you've got this awesome bridge where you've got these guys who are UX or user experience guys yeah. who are like, okay, I understand a little bit of programming and I understand a lot of what users need to do. So you that like that level there is the shit that's going to fucking make people transition. I feel like I can imagine a meeting of someone who isn't a programmer saying, imagine, yes. right? We've got an yeah, iPhone. We've definitely got not an a programmer user. If it starts with imagine. Yeah, imagine we've got an iPhone user and they buy one of our products and right. all their shit goes to there and they sound like an idiot. Exactly. That's and that's then that Steve Jobs good programmers go, hold my beer and they lift it past that level. Hold my Red Bull. And they're like, see, do this. And they're like to have a test dummy and the guy in marketing goes, oh, that's a bit more advanced than I even expected. Yeah. That's how I, I, really, no, I had no so, idea that it was that That good. was the most exciting thing. So if you'd asked yeah. me on the day when I did it, I wouldn't have, I actually would have been like, mate, Best decision ever made. This is what a breeze. This has been amazing. But you said your missus is on an Android already. Google, but I barely use her phone anyway. Yeah, but no, but my point is like, so now you're on the same platform. Yeah. That's got to be good. What's she on a Pixel 3 or something? Yeah, like but we, that? Pixel 2, but we always used to, every time I was a photo, give me your phone. I'm taking photos. Ah, uh, that's true. I have found that the iPhones do tend to take very, very good photos. The, I have to... The proof is in the pudding now is that I had an eight that... No, nope. the proof is in the eating of the pudding. That's mm. the saying. Really? Yeah. Shout well, that's out to the, Christian. That's the original writing of the saying and it has been changed over here to turn into a colloquial term that is now... It was already a colloquial term. Well, it's been the edited. The proof is in the eating of evolved. the pudding. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it's not that the proof is in the eating of the pussy. I can tell you right now that that phone doesn't take, no matter how hard you tried, we, we looked like a bunch of wankers at this wedding because we're trying so hard that... Use the iPhone X. Terrible. I mean... Great. Use yeah. Raf's phone, 10s. I cannot. So bad. Can't Shit. even use it. And we just back and forth, back and forth. Does settings, it have settings, optical stabilization? Everything. Yeah, right. And it just doesn't do. It just cannot take a photo at the same level. And it's. I can't even get my head. Like around. I said, mate, those crooked nails over there. Pretty sure it's the fault of the hammer. I guess it'd be like me buying a professional level camera and going and shooting a photo and being like, "Shit, thing can't even take a photo." Well. I wouldn't say that because I'd know I don't know how to set up the aperture that's or the always, frame rate. That's, that's been Apple's kind of thing though with the iPhone. Is they like, basically we, we make retards look good. Well, they do. They yeah. make that's their mo shtick. Yeah, it works. It's um, but anyway, I'm I'm actually pretty happy with it. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, the only thing I had left to do was um, we had guns. Um, had my sticky situation with the lesbians, sticky. which is not a good one. Mm. George Pell. Oh, and Elon Musk. What's he done? What hasn't that motherfucker done? He's called for um, he's called for nuclear bombs to be sent to Mars. Like and, and like to uh, store them on on the uh, on the poles. Mm. So North and South Pole. I assume they also have North and South in Mars. I don't know. But he said uh, for us to be able to colonize Mars at any point, um, we need to increase the carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere, which will lead to more water and development of an ozone. Mm -hmm. 
and then that will mean that we won't have to live, you know, the the time frame required to be able to breathe the atmosphere there will we actually could. be reduced. Okay. So by nuking the North and South Pole of Mars. So he literally wants to nuke? Nuke them, yeah. Like send a nuclear weapon. What about the radiation? Um, well, they don't have uh, an atmosphere so it'd like go. us, so it will dissipate. Yeah. So, but, so this is... I'm not going to question his, uh, no, his, I'm not his understanding question. of physics. Isn't that funny that the fact that I even want to go, hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let me think about I this, I know Elon. about as much as space <laughs> and quantum physics as one of his shoelaces. <laughs> no, not that much. Not even that much. But can you imagine it's how... It's been much- within earshot. Oh, no, his shoelaces would be quite eligible. Uh, we should get them in for an interview to think we could get one of Elon Musk's shoelaces on for a podcast. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. <laughs> so Raph, what have you been Raph doing? hasn't taken Just drugs before the podcast. Just hanging around. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, um, the, yeah, so that's, that's his theory. And the funny part is that... Uh, all the traditional media publications have turned to NASA to say, how do you guys feel about this? And they're like, oh, it's fucking stupid. Like, it's n- not going to happen. Um, doesn't Elon control, like, a bunch of rockets? Isn't he? Doesn't he have permission <laughs> to do his own shit? Hey, isn't he sending stuff into space under contract for NASA? Like, <laughs> he sent a fucking car into space. With a guy there is no way NASA yeah. <laughs> has he's, any say in what he does. <laughs> he sent his first Tesla, his first Tesla ro- roadster, roadster into space with a spaceman in the seat and a fucking GoPro. And mm. NASA are like, that'll never happen. Fucking watch this space, NASA. What do you, what do you think you control anymore? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> National Aeronautical and Space Agency. Except no, you're paying SpaceX to do all of the fucking work. This is nearly a museum compared to him now. Oh my goodness. So I I I really look forward to in three years' time. <laughs> when we find Boom. out it's like uh, it would be July fourth of July in three fall. years. Falcon 9 heavy in uh, T minus 10, 9, 8. <laughs> and they're expecting some sort of payload, and then all of a sudden it just keeps shooting straight through to Mars <laughs> with four nuclear weapons on board. Oh my God. And then Elon Musk can sit back once again and say, I fucking told you so. Which he does a lot. Like, oh, you can't make roof tiles. You can't make uh, solar panel roof tile combination deals. <laughs> Hold my beer. And then his cars, the same thing. I remember when he, his oh, first electric. He's the first oh. electric car. I remember years and years and years ago. Based on a on a Lotus. Based on a Lotus, yeah. and it was laughable at the time. And then you look at how many are sold now, and they outsold Mercedes in the US, if I'm not mistaken. Mercedes. Yeah. Tesla outsold Mercedes in the US. That's unsurprising. Well, surprises. Well, if it's outsold Mercedes in Australia, I'd be surprised because Western Sydney, those motherfuckers have got some Mercedes Um, and Northern Beaches. The reason it's not surprising for me is that um, Teslas are manufactured in the US. So they're cheap as fuck. No, no. It's it's that uh, American Pride. Pride. Yeah. Imagine automotive um, industry of the like United that. States I'm, of know, America. I like that they get that because I feel like those. Oh, poor, I wish we had that here. Those poor buggers get so upset about not having their own shit manufactured, and they just don't stop to think for a second. Okay, let's bring everything back out of China. You can manufacture it all again. Do you ready to pay for it? You ready to pay for an iPhone? Yeah, that's right. Like if an iPhone was made here in Australia, 
can you imagine? Oh, it'd be 10 grand. 10 grand, yeah. yeah. It'd be absolutely astronomically expensive. And that's the same as... But you'd still be able to get a free one out of Telstra. Oh, man, I could wriggle <laughs> my way out of anything. <laughs> um, all right, Raph, well, we're, uh, we're, we're pushing some, um, some decent time here. Um, I'm sure we can chop out some shitty bits. Nah, there are no shitty bits, mate. That's right, nothing, never. Nothing but... Everything uh, we spoke was beautiful. Audio gold. Uh, I've, I've emptied that beer, so uh, I suppose we'll wrap up. Um, as always, guys, so if you or anyone you know are in, is in a uh, particularly shitty situation mentally um, yourself or encourage them to reach out to 131114, which is Lifeline or lifeline.org.au, uh, drop us a, uh, a soundbite at 029541 which is the Advice for Blokes podcast hotline. Reach out to us on the socials, Advice for Blokes, at Facebook, at Instagram, and on Twitter as well. Um, Raph, anything else to add? Mate, that's it. That was a, it was good to catch up again, and I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Nailed it. Um, thanks very much for sitting in the hot seat, and you're not alone out there, guys. Take it easy. We'll catch up with you soon. Catch ya. See you later, guys. You are cute as fuck, but you need to piss off.